This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 735. Good morning. I hope you're having a fabulous Thursday. It's Jaylen, Daryl, the all new this morning. Morley too, but Morley's in Regina as we count down to kickoff. Regina. <laughs> Experiencing Regina. Uh, that is right. And hopefully the uh, Elks have a good experience there. One and four would be nice. Not a one five. All right. We'll see. Uh, let's get into this because uh, there's uh, there's word that uh, a branch of the World Health Organization is set to release a report in the coming days that would um, classify the artificial sweetener aspartame as possibly carcinogenic to humans. Now, aspartame's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, is it possibly carcinogenic? What does this mean? Let's yeah. find how much you need to worry about it. Really, at the end of it all, what does it mean for you and that Diet Coke you're chugging at 7.30 in the morning? Let's find out with Timothy Caulfield, of course, the Canada Research Chair in Health Law and a uh, policy professor at the Faculty of Law at uh, the University of Alberta. Hey, Timothy, welcome back to the show. Good morning, good morning. And and before we get into this, as a confession, I am a recovering Diet Coke addict, <laughs> so I bring my own biases to this analysis. Okay. But you know, I think that there have been a lot of people who have wondered about aspartame for a long time. Now, maybe uh, based on assumption about artificial sweetener, it just doesn't sound healthy. Uh, Can you put into context whether it is safe or not and what this WHO meaning uh, decision might mean in reality? Yeah, for sure. Look, and you guys have probably witnessed this. You know, there's been controversies around aspartame and really all artificial sweeteners for for decades and lots and lots of research. So what's happening is the International Agency for Research on Cancer looks like they're going to classify aspartame as a 2B carcinogen. So, look, they they have a class 1, which includes things that are do cause cancer. The evidence says, okay, these things do cause cancer. They have a a 2B classification. These are things that probably cause cancer. Then they have a 2, uh, sorry, 2A, and then a 2B, which is where they're putting um, aspartame uh, is the possible. And other things, just to give you a sense, other things that are in 2B, aloe vera is in 2B, um, pickled veggies are in 2B. And to be honest, if you look at the body of evidence on aspartame, and there's a lot of evidence out there. Some of it's not great. It's observational studies. It's smell studies. It, it, it's messy. It's messy. It's not definitive. And that's why it's getting a 2B B classification. So, number one, the data is messy, and it's just a possible classification. And number two, and I think this is really important here, dose always matters when you're thinking about a carcinogen and your exposure to a carcinogen. Not all carcinogens are dangerous in small doses and a really good example of that a class here are two class one uh, substances plutonium and meat they're both both and we know that you shouldn't have any exposure to plutonium but you can have some exposure to meat so you know messy data dose matters and the last thing I think is important even if all the science is correct that we have 
the risk is still probably pretty, pretty low, unless you're drinking just like ridiculous, massive amounts uh, of Diet Coke. So is that what people should be taking away from this then, Tim? Is that, okay, you know what, uh, you know, dose, ma- <laughs> dose matters, and it's really not something to be all too worried about? I, I think that is that is the ta- takeaway. And look, I still think we should continue to research this. Um, there, there's so much of it out there, right? And, and, and for some people, the exposure could be relatively high. I used to drink a lot of super big... Uh, super big pails, and what were they called <laughs> from uh, from Seven Eleven? But but really, the, the the message is don't get too too worried about about it. Um, and, and dose, I think, is relevant regardless. It's that a cliche advice that we've got for a long time, right? Moderation matters. You know, and I know that you've you've dealt with a lot of sort of misinformation uh, issues over the last uh, couple of years. Here here's part of where I come at it with this. There are so many different uh-huh. studies. You put this at two B with aloe vera and pickles. It's just, it's boy who cried wolf. Why on earth do something like this that it's basically turning me off some studies? It's, it's you're throwing crap out there and it means nothing. So I'm more likely to just disagree or, or ignore the next thing you say. And as you know, this is actually the space that I do a lot of research, and and there's studies that back up exactly what you say. Uh, so they've been they've they've shown that if you expose people to a lot of conflicting information, people do start to shut down. So I do get frustrated by these headlines um, because we know that nutrition research is really, really difficult. So there are some people in the science communication space that say we should not have, you know, sort of do our best to dissuade these kinds of headlines because the result is exactly what you you described. You know, really, you know, let's use that information uh, opportunity to talk about the stuff that we have more definitive evidence on. So when it comes then to getting that information that is reliable, especially on the nutrition front, oh my, my gosh, I mean, you spend any time on, well, <laughs> you're going to say, don't get your nutrition information from Instagram, Jalen. That's what you're going to say. But uh, I mean, you spend any time like on social media and there's like all of these different hacks, do this and you'll lose this and take this pill and take this gummy or whatever it is where is it what is your suggestion when it comes to getting that that proper scientific um uh researched info that is easy to consume tim well first of all i I think it's important to be be skeptical of these kinds of headlines right and i think that's one of the things we can learn from from this this story um especially if it's a dramatic headline about nutrition um and what you always want to do is you want to turn to the body of evidence and i actually think that we need to have more institutions that are are communicating what the body of evidence says on on a particular topic and i actually know that there are institutions there's one in durham that's starting up soon durham in in, university in uk that that's all they're going to do they're going to say, here's what the scientific consensus is on a variety of topics, because mm. it'll inform this exact kind of conversation. But what you want to do is you want to return to respected entities that aggregate the science in a responsible manner and, and really speak to what the scientific consensus, the body of evidence is on a particular topic. But isn't the WHO supposed to be one of those? And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? So now, now, now I'm spun around the other direction again. Uh, you're 
you're, you're right about that. But to be fair, to be fair, a lot of these uh, 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 headlines aren't emanating from right. They're not coming from the WHO. And if you actually go to the the, the website for uh, the uh, the International Agency for Research on Cancer, the WHO, they, you know they don't. That's not where the headline is coming from. Uh, but you're right about that. And uh, we need. I, I think you know we've the pandemic has taught us we have to be really really careful how we communicate science. And I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful in the future will get better. But look, people love these headlines. Think about, you know, headlines about wine good for you, wine bad for you, coffee good for you, coffee bad for you, chocolate, on and on and on, right? And, and I put aspartame and Diet Coke in that, hey, we want to hear about it category. Yeah, well, we want to hear the good things about it, right, though? <laughs> That's I, not going to hurt us. I, I and it has it. health benefits for us. <laughs> yes, please. Well, let me the, drink that wine every all, day. All the magic pills, please. Uh, I made a smart aleck report, uh, comment earlier this morning, but I actually sort of believe it. Uh, all these studies that come out, you know you know what's carcinogenic? Life. Yeah. Yeah. If you're alive, you have a much better choice, a chance of getting <laughs> cancer. It's crazy. I guess there's a lot of truth to that, um, and and that goes to this idea of, of moderation. And and but we know that negative headlines, scary stuff. Uh, it really does. There's a lot of studies that have shown that this, a scary headline outperforms a positive mm-hmm. one. And um, of course, in our information ecosystem, that's what we're going to see. Clicks, clicks, clicks. All right, Tim. <laughs> thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. All right, take care. Timothy Caulfield joining us this morning. So, yeah, so the, the word is is that it's it's going to go into this group 2B. 2B, with aloe means, vera and pickles. Possibly carcinogenic to humans, but with limited evidence in humans, insufficient evidence in animals. Um, there's, there's nothing firm. Well, and Tim's right. I mean, though. there's been studies. There's been all yeah. sorts of studies. Yeah, but Tim's right, too. It's, it's also how... Yeah. That gets amplified. Of course. And it's headlines and clicks and all those uh, other kind of things. So, yeah. Shea, and it's, again, yeah. Shea and his Diet Coke. Here. Well, I was just Or he's like, Coke Zero. Is that aspartame? Yeah, I mean, Is aspartame Coke Zero? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Tim and, and, and Ganim are like, you know, blood brothers, it sounds like, with the Slurpees from 7-Eleven. <laughs> big gulps. Both of them. They're big got, gulps, were they? Big gulps, yeah. yeah gulps. <laughs> big gulps. All right. Good thing uh, they both kiboshed that. 7.45. We'll take a quick pause here. Back with more right after this. Raise a little hand. Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Coming up on 749 on the all-new This Morning with Jalen and Daryl. What week are we in? Uh, we're in, I believe, week 19. I think oh, it's week 19. Almost, what, five, five So months. what's the game plan for saying all new here? Forever. Forever? It will yeah. be the all new until... That's the intent, is to yes. make every show feel like it's brand new. <laughs> brand spanking. Well, every show does feel brand new. Yeah. I just well, I, you don't I, want it to get old, right? So you I'm want just waiting it to for the day where you forget to say that, and then I can just jump on it. You know we'll be done when we come on and go, welcome to the same old this morning <laughs> with Jalen and Daryl. Marty's here too. So if we get to that point. Cody's here sometimes. Ah, Cody's here sometimes. Ah, Whatever. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's back again. <laughs> How about that's, that? That's as encouraging as it gets Cody's on a Thursday back, morning. Back yeah. again. That's, a, that's an Eminem tune, yeah. isn't it? The morning show. Yeah, we're back again. <laughs>
<laughs> How do you promote your show? Well, sure. we're there. We're still here. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl and Morley back again. Uh, we were talking a little earlier oh. about emojis and if, if you'd ever sent the wrong thing or even a wrong text to the oh. wrong, maybe it was the right text. It was just to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had a couple come in on the text line. If you have some, we love these. Uh, 780-496-0063. Happy to have you share them. So Gord uh, sent in one and said it was Halloween. He thought it'd be funny if he texted his girlfriend a picture of one of those uh, those sexy nurse outfits for oh, Halloween, boy. right? Okay. And ask her, hey, maybe you could wear that. So he thought it was being funny. Could you wear this sexy nurse outfit for Halloween? And then he realized... Oh, I sent that to my sister. Oh, man. Yeah, instant creepy, right? Unintentional creepy, but creepy creepy nonetheless. How about this one? Um, The text says, good morning. I dictate all of my emails and texts, (laughs) and I often throw in a smiley face emoji at the end of my note. Sometimes the app turns the emoji into text, and I could use some work on my diction. <laughs> I recently sent a text to a client that ended with, Have a good weekend, slimy face. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's, like, it, lesson learned, never doing that again. Well, with the, with the talk to text, it is interesting sometimes what it mm. hears. And I think, because you always want to do talk to text in the way you would talk to somebody, mm-hmm. with inflection and with some certain speed and pace with how you actually have a conversation. And you realize afterwards that you actually have to do it. Good morning, period. I dictate all of my... Otherwise, it just yes. you never know what the hell's going to show up. Yeah, and you need to uh, pause and go back and double-check that voice-to-text before you hit send. I should try to remember some of the ones that have come up that are weird, but... Uh, but now you can just hit that little mic button and, like, actually just record yourself saying something. Like, that was big oh, a and, few months ago. And then you I, send a voice message yeah, and they listen to Yeah, the to voice it. memo. Yeah, like, I don't know why that dropped off. That's that's handy in but, my world. Oh, because it's a pain in the butt having to listen to a voice message. I hate no, listening to voice messages. No, it auto-plays in your vehicle now, too, like... Like it's it's mm. super handy. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the voice texts. Unless you're singing me happy birthday, I don't want to. He- I don't want to hear your voice. That sounds bad. Wow. But like, no, I just. But texting is so. It's not difficult. It's such a hassle. Like if you have to write out a long text, that's the worst. I oh, guess boy. if it's easy, maybe I'm in the minority. If, if, no, if, if, if the technology it. makes that easy, and like you said, in a vehicle, and you you do you don't want to be texting, or maybe you don't want to talk to text, but you can just listen to their message. Sure, no, that's fine. And sometimes the cars will read it out for you, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but then they read it out wrong sometimes too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes where you pause Siri is says, very, very Wahoo. important. Yeah. 